What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 63. As always, I'm James. I'm Adrian. I'm Joseph. Guys, I, I real quick, um, I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Have y'all, are y'all still getting that call? Oh, yeah, every fucking day. I don't get the, I don't get the extended warranty calls. I get the fucking uh, we'll forgive your student loan yeah, shit. I've heard that one too. Oh, I, I haven't I been that. in college in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they gonna forgive that shit though. <laughs> yeah, I get it from all different areas of Texas, like strange towns I never heard of. I I got the extended warranty call the other day for the first time in like two two years since it's been a meme and. I was like all happy. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> put it on speaker and nobody cares. How many people a year fall for that shit? It has to be like just old people, right? Well, that's the thing. Like I, I heard that that's like the new thing. Well, not the new thing, but like like the big scam is like they, they, they predatorize the elderly. Like my grandma, they'll call her and they they tried to say it was, they, they said, hey, it's me. That's all they said. Mm. And she was like, Joe? And... They they were like yeah it's 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 Joe, I'm in prison and I need bail money. Like they try to get her with that once. Like they just prey Jesus. on the elderly. That happened to one of my good friends' grandmas. She got scammed. Oh, I thought that you were gonna say and one of your sent, good friends was a scammer. No, she sent like for it every fucking time thousands of dollars, thinking it was her grandson mm. who was in trouble, and it it really, in reality, went overseas, and she never got her money back. What the fuck? Yeah. Damn, that's terrible. Uh, it's terrible, but man, what a smart hustle that is! Like just fooling old people. They're not going to be able to money. fool us as old generation. No, no, no. We're but in the pe- wrong business. But pe- yeah, exactly. Like you know, there's some like fucking Arabian guy just counting stacks of money. Like oh, we got them again, stupid fuck. Someone in <laughs> someone in Dubai, you know, old best of rich motherfucker. <laughs> Call, call the white people again. Get him, get him, get him. Oh, oh Eugene, Eugene, hello. <laughs> Piece of shit. We left in Afghanistan, so we're good. Yeah, we're not there anymore. <laughs> Arabia's not in Afghanistan. But <laughs> That's a shit storm, isn't it? Uh, don't call people falling from airplanes. Yeah, like, those were some wild-ass images, man. Like, yeah. can you imagine being that fucking desperate? Can you imagine? I've, I've been pretty desperate in my life with many things. You know, money, sex, <laughs> ton, tons of things in my life that uh, have come down to desperation. Elaborate acts. there, no, sir. No, uh, we're not that deep into the podcast where <laughs> people might or might not listen. Yeah, we're still early. But imagine being that desperate to where you were just... To leave the Fuck country. it. Fuck it. I'll just hold on to the back end of this airplane when it takes off and just shoot for the best. Man, that's that's one hell of a way to go out. I, I couldn't Wait, do it. Did they think they were gonna make it? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean I understand because they're trying to get away from Taliban rule, but like you said, what makes you think that you're gonna jump on there the back like of a plane? Forty motherfuckers on the back of that AWAC, li- and, and make it all the way to God. the U.S. or poor people, man. I, I feel for them, I really do. But man, you just there's no way to save everyone, and it, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. You know what's sad is like I passed like a homeless guy on the way over here. I felt more sad for the poor people in Afghanistan than that guy. Oh yeah, like because he's just full of shit. <laughs> 
A lot of them are mean. Hey, one jumped in the back seat of my truck <laughs> downtown. Has that ever been told on the That's podcast? never been told. Oh, okay, well, have you heard this story? Yeah. Just the oh, most sorry. wild shit ever. I called Adrian right after it happened. I talked to both what of them. What happened? When the, the homeless lady was in the backseat of my truck and I didn't know. Oh, yeah. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> I still think you made it up. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I will put this on everything. Didn't make this up. So, day drink at downtown with Aaron, right? And Pina. it's about two or three o'clock and I'm going to run home, go pick up Estella. And uh, I get in my truck. Well, backtrack a little bit. When I walked away from my truck initially, I, I locked all the doors. I thought I did. But the issue with my truck is the, the passenger back door does not lock. Even if you push the lock, and now you can come rob me because I'm saying this, you know, on the podcast. But It's because you haven't renewed your warranty. Yeah. <laughs> They've been trying to reach you about that. <laughs> but that door didn't lock. So I get to my, my truck. I, I put my key in my door because my fob is messed up. I can't unlock it with that. So I get in, put the truck in the drive, go around the block. And, you know, I, I'm turning on a one-way. So I'm looking over my shoulder, making sure there's no cars. And I see legs. In my wait, 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 wait. Described legs. I see legs. Do you I see them in the in the rear view mirror? No. Like I I literally turned my body in my head. Like you felt something was there. And I, I just glance back, you know, because I'm looking over my shoulder to make sure there's no cars coming and, and I see some jeans and some shoes there. And I'm like, it took me it took me a minute to register what the fuck I was looking at. <laughs> and then I like how far did you get from? I'm in the middle of turning. I'm how, in the middle of turning. How far from your uh, park parking spot? Two two blocks. God damn, <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> and so I I slam on my brakes and I pull over to the side of the road right there on that busy street that's right in front of the uh, Emerald National Bank building. So she was laying down, laying down in the truck, and I just lost it. Man. When she slammed, when you slammed on the brakes, did she roll and hit the fucking seats? Yes. <laughs> I said, "What the, f-? you know, fuck." Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, man, she she popped up. She looked dazed out of her fucking mind. High, high on something, and she was like, "Life." She was like, "They're they're fucking chasing me. They're gonna kill me." And I'm like, "Who's fucking chasing you? I don't give a shit. Get the fuck out of my truck." So I got out of the truck and I opened the door and I'm like, "Get out, get out!" And she like had her sh- her. Uh, her shoes, sandals fell off. She was trying to put them back on. And she had like all these magazines with her. And I was like, you, you got to get the fuck out now. Just go. Magazine. Was it was like traffic passing you while this was happening? Yes, traffic was passing me. <laughs> you look like a John. <laughs> it, I did. You got to get the I fuck did. out. And she, uh, she, I'll never forget this. She said, uh, John Jones is going to murder you. The fucking, uh, Cultist? The, the, yes. The dude that, you know, killed all those people. Yeah, the suicide. The mass, mass suicide, yeah. right? She's like, John Jones is going to kill you. I'll fucking make sure of it. And I was like, I, I didn't know how to respond. I was just like, you get the... F-. I was screaming at her. I was like, get out of here. When go. you first told me this story, I thought you meant like, my brain heard John, but it said in my head, Jim Jones. And I was like, the guy from like Rockefeller Records, <laughs> <laughs> the record producer. <laughs> it was the most bizarre shit that's ever happened to me. Um I've never had like run-ins with homeless people like that. Uh, you have being, you know, first responder, you have to deal with them on a regular basis, but having one in my vehicle, nah, it's some wild shit, man. Without me knowing it, it fucking scared me to death because I just, I didn't expect it. And she could have just slipped my throat. 
and was she a nice girl? And then I would have, there would have been James, you <laughs> know, dead hot? in his, slumped over in his front seat, dead. Was she a nice girl? She was nasty and old. Mm. <laughs> and she looked like she had been out. Alan, if you're listening. <laughs> out in the sun, out, out, you know, just camping, smelled. I was just like, why is this happening to me? This would happen to me. You ever had anything like that happen to you? Well, it reminds me of a 911 call I took when I worked for AECC. Oh, I forgot you used to work for the comm yes, center. Did I you did. work there when I was? When did you? I work worked there from 2012 to 2014. So yeah, I was at AMS. Who'd you dispatch for? Well, I I was just a call taker. Uh, I didn't dispatch. Oh, okay. So, so I didn't hate you. <laughs> no, <laughs> just the dispatchers. So this lady calls, and the circus was in town, and she. <laughs> Barnum and Bailey's is that what is that what they're called? Yeah, I think yeah. that's the, the one that comes to the Civic Center. So, she calls and she's like, "Hey, I'm a performer for the circus. Hell yeah! And I've got <laughs> carnies. I've got this RV parked in the back of the Civic Center. And after my show, I walked into my RV, and there's this naked, topless chick in my RV." Mm. I said I don't. She was like, I don't know who she is. She's drunk or high or something, and I don't know what to do. But she's naked. She's she's naked in my RV. Please send help. Oh my god! So <laughs> who fucking is Barnum and Bailey's? <laughs> she's probably on PCP. Or yeah. So so something we sent, crazy. Yeah, we sent APD out there and they arrested her. Yeah, and she was. High on meth and some yeah. other shit. Meth. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure that woman in my back well, seat bro- was on meth. She, they they arrested her for burglary. She broke in. She broke into the RV. Shit, man. She was just chilling oh, like the in little there. campers that are yeah. out and about. Oh, so she was just some homeless person. Just, yeah. She was just chilling in there, her. topless, smoking meth. Probably one of the regulars. <laughs> Dude, it's imagine the- if she wouldn't. She would have refused to get out of my back seat. I don't even know what I would have done. <laughs> the homeless. It's like it's so fucking terrible. And uh, you can call me heartless. That's fine. I don't really care. I, I've i worked in this city with the homeless for so long that it's just, it's, 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 they are overrun. Um, like, it's, it's not like Venice Beach or anything like that. Levels. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's not as bad as California or New but, York. But for a town like Emerald, it's pretty fucking terrible. I mean, you have the railroad that comes through here. You have I-40. Like, yeah, you've got. We get a ton of transient, transients in, and it's just, oh man, like, like uh, there's a regular that we ran a call on. It was funny to me and Damon at the time, but it, they like, you know, she, people when Crush was where Lit is. Oh you, yeah, yeah. She th- there's a regular. She just came up there, put her pressed ham to the fucking glass, and took a shit. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but. uh <laughs> but not to the family, like not, eating not, like across not, the street. Not, not the people, just like that. Especially like Crush, if you, like there, that's one of my favorite places to eat. And we're going to talk about some local places to eat here in a bit. But Crush is one of my favorite restaurants in town. Um, it is not cheap by any means, and it's not like it's not like super. I wouldn't call it hoity-toity, would y'all? No, it's just it, it's what you would normally find in a downtown setting. But it's you, would, up, you would, upper you would, scale you would, type of yeah, establishment. You would dress up, yeah, somewhat. You know what I mean? Not not your best, but like your you know business casual, I guess, and take a date there. Mm. That's what Crush is. Yeah. It's a lot of dates going on at Crush. Uh, it's for those people to just see some ass shitting 
<laughs> it's still funny to me, but I'm sure trial, it huh? sucked for them. So like that's it's just and especially like I knew as soon as I heard all this stuff about the baseball stadium and like downtown renovating and getting all these super awesome places. Like downtown Amarillo is better than it's ever been. Yeah, it's, it's but getting, getting better. That being better. said, I mean you've got uh, 400 South Harrison is the Salvation Army. Yeah. 201 South Tyler is the Tyler Resource Center. Uh, the 70. Damn, you know all the addresses. Seven. I don't know, like something Tyler is the Greyhound bus station. That's the worst. The Greyhound bus station is fucking God. terrible. Oh, it's walking distance to like all the How restaurants. How is that shit even still in business? P- that's what it I'm looks, saying. It looks like you just stepped into a time, time machine and, <laughs> yeah. and walked in the 1950s and, and there it is. I wouldn't even say the 50s. I'd say the early 90s, late 80s. But that, yeah, but that's another thing. Like we talked about the railroad and I-40. I mean, Greyhound, they're, they're here. Go Greyhound. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's bad. And then the old BSA that was on the boulevard is now the uh um Yeah, what are they renovating that uh, into? well it it the the place where the pavilion mm-hmm. used to be or yeah. not pavilion, excuse me, uh the BSA hospice, hospice yeah. uh is now um used to be uh the uh the church owned Faith, it or something? Faith City Missions that was over you know, like where they where Tent City was, the bridge. Yeah. So right over that bridge is Faith City Missions. That's where it used to be, but now it's at BSA Hospice. But and they, they that's part of that was like kind of like, hey, we're renovating downtown. Get this shit. And that's <laughs> this is the fucked up thing though. We all grew up on the north side, mm-hmm. and it's like they don't want to help out the north side at all. And nope. that that's the thing that kind of pisses me off is the north side of town is already an eyesore because of so much. Uh, drugs and transient and and things like that. Well, there's no Prosti- upkeep by prostitution. The, the there's city. no upkeep from the city. Um, they don't repave the roads like over here they do. They just patch them. And the that's that, that's one thing that kind of pisses me off is is like okay, uh, you know that's where the fucking Faith City Missions was, and they moved it to the BSA Hospice, which is closer to the boulevard. And that's just like, you can tell they're just like, ah, get it the fuck away from here. And it's not helping a problem at all. And like, that's, this city fails really bad when it comes to mental health and the homeless. I don't want to help the homeless. I want them out, but mental health, we really fail. And and they kind of go hand in hand. Difficult thing to tackle. Like, how do you, how do you actually help them? Well, that's what I'm saying. For the long run. That's what I'm saying. Like, it starts with like, we need a real, mental health facility here we need like a inpatient mental health ward a psych ward like uh, they they need to quit turning you know the old northwest on 7th and 6th street into fucking apartment buildings and turn that into an an insane asylum that's a bad word but you know what i mean like inpatient constant 24-hour care hospital for mental health because that is the reality is 90 percent of these homeless people that I transport on a daily basis, they're, they have mental health issues. They're behavioral schizophrenia. And we don't have that here. We have the pavilion and being a healthcare worker and and an ex employee of Northwest Texas hospital. I can't, I'm not going to speak on that, but I'll just say that the mental health facilities in this town are extremely subpar and they're not helping anybody. It's just not not just that place, just, just as a whole, we don't have good mental health here. Yeah, that is a, one of the main contributing factors to, you know, homelessness is mental health has never been, you know, 
intervention. You, you've never received any, any type of help, any type of um, rehabilitation. I mean, it's just, it's an epidemic that just continues to grow. And I couldn't imagine like a place like Skid Row or New York City and places like that. And I mean, like, it, how do they deal with it? Adrian sees it on a daily basis too with the, the penitentiaries. They're no better. And yeah. like and like county jail, there that's that's the problem. We want to we want to institution and and like I know I I said like a health uh, a hospital, but this kind of contradicts what I'm about to say. But we try to institutionalize the mental health and try instead of trying to rehabilitate. Well, that's a problem with not just the mental health, but like convicts and things like that. We want to institutionalize them instead of rehabilitating. Right. Um, and we need to take adopt the, is it Switzerland that does the, uh, Oh God, dude, how awesome would that uh, be? Like, have you heard of that? Introduces mm-hmm. them back into society the right way. And- so there's a prison in Switzerland. I don't know where, but, and I think it is Switzerland. I think so. Uh, they're Poland, one of the two. And it, uh, some Nordic town. <laughs> um, but what they do is, is they basically built inside the prison it's huge and it's literally a tiny little city and it has a grocery store, drug store, uh, you know, apartment buildings. You, you have your own room and it's acclimating you back to society. Now, granted you're a high crime, violent offender. You, you have to go to like a certain actual prison until you can prove you belong in this. But the, the goal is to get you there eventually. Yeah. And that's awesome. Makes sense. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world, but it, is America going to do anything like that? Oh, no. hell no. Of no. course not. I mean, so what happens with prisons nowadays, especially nowadays with COVID and everything going on, is like, let's just take the prison that I work at, for example, the Clements Unit. It's a maximum security facility. It's the second largest unit in the state of Texas. The majority of the offenders on the unit are locked down the majority of the day. Right. Okay. Let's take animals, for example. What happens when you lock them up all day, say, in a cage, right? And then you get home after coming home from work. You let them out. What do they do? Pitbull bites the baby's face off. They, they run, they, they're wild. Yeah, they got a lot of energy. It's, it's, They're wild. Yeah. They're it's it's the same anxious. thing. It's the same thing with humans. It's the same thing with inmates. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the same thing with inmates. I mean, uh, you know, like not too long ago, we finally ran outside recreation for our G five custody offenders, who are G fives are pretty much like the worst of the general population offenders. And what happens when we let them outside? Fights break out. So, you know, and they hadn't gotten outside recreation in months. Oh, yeah. Months. Even worse. You know, so, um, and a lot of it has to do with staffing. And staffing's not just bad at TDCJ penitentiaries. I mean, staffing is bad nationwide, everywhere. I mean, COVID's really killed the workforce in, in every just, aspect in, yeah. a, in every aspect it's killed yeah. the workforce you know and um so because of that we're not able to give these inmates what they're supposed to get on a daily basis so that makes them more pent up it makes them more stressed out it makes them more anxious um and i'm surprised that 
nothing's bad happened so far. I'm, I'm surprised that a riot hasn't broke out yet. It's kind of it's it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to me to think that because yeah, I mean like I I know this from going there all this you know all the time working for EMS. You know we're mm-hmm. called out to the Clements Union constantly. Um, you know, and it's it's even more populated now because they set they shut the nil unit down mm-hmm. and ship some of those inmates to the Clements unit, and so it's even more crowded. Um, mm-hmm. And like the fact that everything you just talked about is it's crazy to me that no rides have happened. The majority of our it's calls coming, though. are it's, usually self inflicted psychiatric mm-hmm. people who, granted, you're locked in a cage all day. Yeah, and Clements, a lot of suicide attempts. The, the Clements unit yeah. has a lot because because of the, we we actually have two psychiatric programs on the unit. We have PAMEO, which is the program for aggressive mentally ill offenders, and then we have CMI, which is chronic mentally ill offenders. And I worked six years in the psych department, so I worked along the a lot of the um, psychiatric offenders for a long time, and that's really most of what I know. Um, and I've seen a lot of stuff that I never thought I'd ever see in my life. People, what, what people do to themselves. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that, that is one of the main reasons why we, we get so many calls and stuff like that is because of the type of the mental health offenders. Yeah. We get a lot of the mental health offenders. Like you're not going to get that at the Jordan unit in Pampa. You're not going to get that at Delhart. You're not going to get that at Roach and Childress, you know, us and Montfort and Lubbock are the two psychiatric facilities and in Montfort's Regis. the bigger psychiatric unit, right? Like when you're really fucking they're crazy, they, they're supposed to ship you yeah, to Montfort, right? Yeah. They, they basically ship you to Montfort. Um, if you're either on hospice, like you're basically on your deathbed or if your psychiatric problems need additional help, that's where and that's the one that's the, it's it's the prison right outside of the Lubbock Airport. Right? Yeah, it's actually it's actually along the post highway, post Slayton Highway. That's where it's at, um, just on the outskirts of Lubbock, just mm. to the to the east. It yeah, it's fucking weird. Like to me, mental health is just a it just it's just a picture of a snake eating its own tail. Like it's just it's just a it, there's no end to it. There's no fix right now. And I know everywhere it's it, it, it's bad. And like America has a really hard problem helping psychiatric people. Um, most like actual clinical psychiatrists uh, want to treat it with medication. And sometimes that's not always the best way. I think medication yeah. should be like a last resort. I think it's a case by case basis. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. I mean, like everybody's different. Yeah. I just, I just, man, God, Amarillo's terrible at it. Terrible at it. I'm, you know, <clears throat> psychiatric problem doesn't mean you're just flat out crazy. It can no. go with anxiety and depression. You you're look, you're chemical looking at imbalance some, in your in your brain and someone right can't here, control it. Someone right here. So. I, I have anxiety, depression, and I I I need therapy. And like, it's just I I'm frustrated because. I can't find the right person I want to talk to. I've 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 tried many different outlets, but none of it fits because it. That's another thing. It's like in, in the Bible Belt, Bible most Belt. therapists want to talk about. They want to integrate it with God, and I'm like, there's no pro. I don't have a problem wanting to like give it up to a higher power, like alcoholics do or whatever. But let's get to that step first. Let's work out my shit before we in- integrate God into this. The supernatural you know I mean? things. That's. <laughs> 
But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, I would love to find yeah, a therapist yeah, yeah. that just wants to treat people and, and they're, they're not trying to push drugs down my throat and they're not trying to push Jesus down my throat. They're just trying to help you as a person, as a human, and Granted, that, go from there. I know those things work for some people. They do. Not everybody. They do. Not everybody. So, I don't know. It's weird. What a good little rabbit hole to go down. I thought that was some, some good riffing. Yeah. Started out just talking about the homeless. And <laughs> Fuck ch- yeah. An old, old lady in my, in my backseat. In, in your truck. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't happen to any of you guys. Cause it, you got the t- stains out? the shit out of me. <laughs> there weren't any stains, thank God. God There's a God, magazine that I chunked. Your children right back there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, right. I made sure it was all clean. What do we got so. next? So, Saturday coming up on the uh, oh boy. 20th anniversary of September 11th. Man, it's a tough, years. tough day for Where everybody. were you on 9-11? Where were you when it built the ladder? Well, I think I can speak for all of us. We were all in class. Mm-hmm. Not me. Where were you? Go ahead. I was in my, uh, I was in eighth grade. I was in my math class when, when the first uh, plane hit, hit one of the towers and my teacher turned turned the TV on in the in the classroom, and we all initially thought it was just an accident, you know, just a plane ran into mm-hmm. a building, just you know, a terrible disaster, you know, and and then we we switched classes. I went to my science class, and then bam, the other plane hit the other tower, and at that point, we all knew what was happening. It was a terror yep. attack, and it was just shocking. I, being a, being a young person at that time, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But man, we were all scared to death. We 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 got out of class, out of school early that day, and we all just went home. And everybody was just kind of just in a somber mood the whole day. And that's that's what I remember. I was a freshman in high school, and I was in my world geography class at Polidoro, and. Same thing. We were watching Channel One News, which oh if man, everybody I remember Channel, Channel One. One. Oh, it was, I, it was, I still it show was that always, to my students. A few, it's still a thing. Well, as of three years ago, they stopped doing it, and I'm so upset that they did because that was the only piece of news that the kids got, you know, throughout their whole day. And I love Channel One News. Real quick, not Channel. to interrupt that, but y'all, y'all talk about what was Channel One for those that don't know. Channel One was basically news for. Middle school, high school students. Adolescents, mm-hmm. yeah. Adolescents. Yeah. I mean, it was basically the reporters were... Younger people. Or, uh, young, younger people yeah. around the same age group. I remember, y'all remember uh, Lisa... Is it Lisa Lynn or uh, Lisa oh, Lou? Was she the Lisa hot Lou, one? yeah. The, the Asian chick. There was somebody who was she, hot. She started <laughs> off with Channel 1 News, and then she ended up going to, like, CNN. And, oh, yeah. That's cool. You know, there was a lot of reporters from Channel 1 that. News that ended up going big That's time. awesome. So like CNN and Fox News. Because I'm sure at the like time that. they were all like college students. That was probably I like their thing. Lisa Lynn. Yeah. Is it Lisa Lynn or Lisa Lou? I think Lisa Lou maybe. Lisa, Lisa Ann? Lou? Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> it was an Asian chick. But I remember she was on The View. She was on The View for a little bit. But anywho, I don't want to get off a too, too off topic. But my teacher, my world geography teacher, I can't remember what his name is for the life of me. But. He was ex-military, so I know who you're talking about. He was, he had like a buzz cut, mm-hmm. military cut, uh, hair hairstyle, and he came in, changed the channel off of Channel One, and he was like, 
plane just hit the World Trade Center. So that's what we're going to watch now. And we were like, the fuck is the World Trade Center? You know, because like I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, as a 14 year old kid, I didn't know what the World Trade Center yeah, was. I only knew about at it the from, time. The, from the Notorious B.I.G. Well, and then, then like, <laughs> my thing is, is like, uh, we didn't call it the World Trade Center. We just knew it as like the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it had been bombed yeah. before. Yeah. We, I, I don't know if I could have told you had that been bombed before in 2001 <laughs> as a 14-year-old. Not back then, no. I definitely didn't. I definitely did I, I knew nothing about the World Trade Center or the Twin Towers. I knew nothing. Right? And so <laughs> my world geography teacher changed the channel, and then we started watching. And, yeah, just like you guys said, it was pretty much a somber day after that. Um, and I remember, um, we had, we had softball practice like afterwards and Mm -hmm. it got canceled. Yeah. Our football practice got canceled too. Uh, Yeah. Like everything got canceled. Like it it was like the world shut down. Oh yeah. Because of 9-11. And then the one hit the Pentagon and we didn't know if there were more that were going to occur. I mean, it was, it was scary. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was in eighth grade. I mean, we would have both been in eighth grade, and uh, I had just broken my arm from skateboarding in, before we started. Boy. It, like it was at the beginning of the school year, and uh, uh, like the second day of class, I broke my arm, and so I was in a cast. And I woke up that morning, and I I played hooky. I just didn't want to go to school. I I faked a stomachache because I wanted to. I think there was a video game. That had just came out in September of 01. I know GTA came out in October of that year. So it wasn't that. But there was something on PlayStation 2 that I really wanted to play. And so I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do all day. And and so I was at home. It was I just ate breakfast. And I remember it about like 9.30 or whenever, I guess, because I think the first tower got struck at 9.37 New York time. It was like, or no, 8.37. So it was been 9.37. Yeah, it was around time. 9 o'clock. And, uh, uh, yeah, so school had just started and you had probably just woken up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I woke up when my mom went to work at like seven or whatever. And so I was just kind of laying in bed and then I got up and I ate some waffles. I remember eating my egos and, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, you didn't sit- have the, the great value ones. Uh, you had the name brand. No, yeah, my mom would buy the name brand. We were poor shit, but she would she would still <laughs> buy Egos. She was she would she would like yeah we're not buying that shit. It doesn't taste the same. <laughs> and then I found out through my dad it it tastes the same. <laughs> dad would buy the, the great value. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I turned on the MTV like I did before like while I ate breakfast watching like TRL or some shit. Yeah, and. Uh, my grandma, Ma, calls me, and uh, she's like, uh, I know you're sick. How you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm, my stomach still kind of hurts. I'm going to try to eat breakfast. I'm doing okay, though, trying to bullshit my way through this phone call. Yeah. And she was like, well, I, I know you're I know you're not feeling good, but you need, I, I don't have nobody to tell because, you know, she she was retired. She stayed at home. Paul was still working back then, and, and uh, she was like, you need to turn the TV over to this channel. To, mm-hmm. I think it was ABC seven or whatever. And I was just that whole day. I've never as someone, I think that truly probably was the first time in my life. I just sat and absorbed 
like a news channel. Yeah, the entire day. The whole day. That's all I did. And and it got kind of boring to me being 14, the whole CNN. I would fo- I was flipping forth between uh, Fox News and CNN, going back forth because they had different, you know, like I, I think that's when I discovered too that different news outlets would <clears throat> interview two different things at the same time. Yeah. Like they'd be talking about this. So, and then all of a sudden, oh, where the fuck is Shanksville, Pennsylvania? And a plane crashing there. And then I heard about the Pentagon. So I was going through like MSNBC, Fox News, and CNN, going through all the main stuff. And then I remember watching MTV the rest of the day until my mom came home and they were covering it. And I did see them interview Ja Rule that Dave Chappelle talked about. <laughs> I saw that. So that's, for those that heard that stand up, that is a true thing. They interviewed Dave Ch- or Ja Rule on MTV. Well, so Ja Rule I, was big back then. Yeah. So I What's just, my motherfucking name? <laughs> Ashanti. So I just want to go over some names, all right, of some former Channel One news anchors that made it big time. Let's hear it. Right? So it's, um, and, I, and I apologize for not pronouncing her name right. Lisa Ling. Ling, yes. Lisa Ling, that's who it was. Not right? Lisa Ann, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Ling. Hey, she was in her prime back then. So uh, she, she, she did, she did Channel One, she did CNN, and I'm pretty sure she was on The View. Pretty sure she was God, on The I View. God, I hate that show. I don't even know what that is. Anderson, I know what it is, but. Anderson, Anderson Cooper. What? Was also on Channel One News. No shit. Yes. Wow. Was he on there when we were in school? Yes. God, that's crazy. Yes. What the fuck? Kurt Loader? Brian <laughs> Brian Tochi. Brian Tochi. I don't, know, I don't know that one. Oh, wait. He is known as playing Takashi on Revenge of the Nerds franchise. Yeah. The Japanese dude. Yeah. What the fuck? He was on Channel 1? So, wait. He went from Revenge of the Nerds to Channel... I've Ch- got a fresh. So, he, he downgraded. He went from Revenge of the Nerds to, to Channel, Channel 1. one. That's, yes. that's terrible. He had a horrible uh, career. Who else was on there? Maria Menunos oh. from Entertainment News. Is that Yannick one? Oh, I was going to say Yannick Garcia, the, the Mexican weather girl. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sight to behold right there. And Chris Stage Osborne, <laughs> which, who was another um, Entertainment Tonight. That sounds familiar. Uh, Entertainment Tonight's uh, broadcaster. God, I, I love Channel One. No, you didn't. Nobody did yes, back did. then. <laughs> But it's interesting, and it's it's like I remember them always having like a. They'd always like try to like plug in at the very end, like uh, wear a condom, or you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> no don't, smoke pot. No, don't do drugs, kids. And then, then, it, then it, yeah, that's, that was the main. I love showing it. We I would Janet show it Choi, for the first who was also Janet Choi was also uh, on on the news. <laughs> on the news. <laughs> But she was Pastor she, Troy. She was also and the East Side boys. She was also a cast member of the Real World Seattle. Oh, I love the Real World. Katie mm. had some big ass titties. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down when you pee. <laughs> Lysol. Look, he, look, he doing it. He's staring. <laughs> man, nine eleven. God, man. What? I couldn't imagine being there as a our age. You know, in classroom in that city with that happening. I wonder if like, anybody like be insane. Nobody our age is going to remember this because they were all in school. But I, you know, during that whole time of watching the news, <clears throat> I had and I think I've even talked about this on the podcast before. But I had flipped to News Channel Ten 
And they evacuated Bank One, which is now the... It's not even the Chase Building. It's something else now, isn't it? Uh, First Bank Southwest. Something like that. But back then it was Bank One, and they had evacuated it because it was the tallest building between here and between Denver Denver and Dallas. Yeah. And so they evacuated it because it's like, yeah, no, guys. Just because it was a tall building. They're not going to hit a 30-story building. Hey, ain't nobody fucking. Re- it's like they hit two planes in New York. They're well, over I fucked down Amarillo. I remember a lot of people were freaking out about Amarillo being hit because we have Pantex. They were, they, Pantex was on the list. But it's like, them to yeah, they, they were once. Yeah, that was like deep into the war, though. We found out that like we were like number two on their hit list. Like it was like it was like DC. Let's hit them. Let's hit their infrastructures, and then it was like, hey, let's take out their fucking nukes. And this is the let's number take one. Take out this if, piss ass town. If you didn't in the know, of nowhere. if you didn't know while you're listening to this, there's a reason this podcast is called Bomb City Locker Room yeah, Talk yeah. because we are the number one producer of weapons of mass destruction per Dick Cheney. Here in Amarillo. So I hope you sleep at night. Got Assembly and disassembly plants. God, we all getting cancer. Fuck COVID shit. Nuclear weapons. We got plutonium three blocks away. <laughs> you live right by there. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be the first one I'm to fucking, disintegrate. I'm fucking done if something happens to that place. You're getting arms growing out your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, it's... Well, I mean... We're all done if something explodes. Oh, yeah. Pan- Pantex. We're all done. Oh, this, yeah. this place is fucking worse than Chernobyl at that point. But um, I, anyway, back they evacuated Bank One, and they were live on location because they just evacuated Bank One. And some fucking guy gets behind the reporter and was like, boss, the plane, the plane, look out the plane. And this fucking APD cop just fucking spears them. Are you serious? Live on TV. That's got to be an archive somewhere. It has to be. And like that happened. I remember watching that live and I'd love to watch that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know anybody that worked at News Channel 10 around 2001, actually, I do. Chad was a producer. Really? At News Channel 10. I don't know if it was around then. I haven't talked to him in years, though, but man, I'd love man, to. He's got to get know, that footage. He's got to know somebody that has that because it's hilarious because I just remember it was this dorky looking dude, and that guy probably still lives in Amarillo. He's like, yeah, I'm the guy that got speared on 9-11. <laughs> That's what he thinks about every Dumb fucking ass. year. It's weird, man. Like, 9-11 was a terrible day. Terrible. But it did have a lot of benefits. Um, like, I've... And I'll talk about this briefly, but like, it's kind of boring. But uh, and I've said it before on the podcast many, 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 many episodes ago. But nine eleven did so much for firefighters, police officers, paramedics, uh, ERs. Um, the way uh, the way we respond to what they're called as mass casualty incidents. That's what nine eleven is. That's what Oklahoma Trade Center was. Uh, Oklahoma City bombing. That those two things are like the, the everything that we do at AMS. Everything. That is structured around AFD, APD, both hospitals, that pertains to massive loss of life um, with multiple patients comes from what we learned those two days. Mm-hmm. 9-11, yeah, 9-11 being the biggest. Security, uh, you know, that's what pops in my mind that we really have grown, you know, leaps and bounds with is just keeping our nation safe, safer than, you know, it was before 9-11. And, and keeping keeping responders safe, because if responders can't help anybody, the, you know, like, you know, it, 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 the, the, the infrastructure fails. And, like, AFD um, 
is known as, as far as they're what's considered more of a uh, a defensive fire department. Um, not not purely because of nine eleven, but a lot of the those plans and imp- implementations kind of uh, you know the goal at the end of the day is to to save to save life and then you know go home to see your family. So the way AFD operates is. They're a very defensive-oriented fire department, and a lot of things like Amarillo Fire Department, a lot of other fire departments that are defensive-oriented, they took a lot of that from 9/11. So, a lot of a lot of terrible things came from that. Um, I plan on—I haven't talked to anybody yet, but usually, most people aren't awake or they're at, gone their way to work when it happens. But every year since it happened, Amarillo. Holds a memorial service downtown uh, with AMS, APD, AFD. We're all down there uh, doing a memorial. So I'm sure we're doing something big this year, and I'm I'm probably going to be a part of that. So it's it's cool. So if you get a chance, I, I would I would suggest, or I suggest, excuse me, I, I would guess that this year's was is probably going to be the biggest it's been since it happened. So yeah, if you're out and about, and about it's usually between eight and nine. I don't know the exact date, but uh, pay attention because. Uh, Amarillo usually does something pretty cool. So right. it's it, open it, to the public. It's important we never forget. I mean, it, it's very. It's what the t-shirts say anyway, right? Exactly, man. <laughs> I mean, I see how it's, you it's so forget. true though. We, you, we've got to, we've, we've got to keep that in our minds. We've got to keep that resonating with us every single year when this, this day comes around so we can, you know, not only honor those people that lost their lives, but honor the, the nation moving forward and what we can do to further protect each other. Biggest attack and most loss of life uh, on our country other and, and like, like as far as like it was the biggest uh, terrorist attack, uh, biggest attack on American soil. Um, the only thing that lost more lives, I think, was the Civil War on American soil. Pearl Harbor, I can't remember the exact number. There, I think it goes. I think it goes Civil War, nine eleven, Pearl Harbor. Like as far as total deaths, it was like three thousand something. But as died. far as attacks, yeah, I mean, it's the only. It's, it's Pearl the, Harbor it's the, and nine eleven. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think nine eleven is still the biggest uh, foreign attack. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's around what three thousand or over three thousand, thirty two hundred something died, and then in Pearl Harbor, I think, and then like, the amount of people that have died afterwards because I think two thousand died at Pearl all Harbor. All the effects of of what happened, you know, with the uh, asbestos, the dust, the asbestos, and things like that, or injuries that led to death, yeah, um, psychiatric, yeah. things that people have dealt with since then. Yeah, one of my favorite shows. Um, a lot of people like I know a lot of firemen that don't like it but man it's such a good drama and Dennis Leary does so much for FDNY Rescue Me is a great show and it's based kind of around like a couple years after 9-11 and what the it, there's more drama and sex and things that go into it to, to, to make it entertaining you know what I mean yeah, but it's, it's close based, to real life it's, how it it's, really happens it's based around yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, it's based around you know the, the, them and the things that they have to cope with and like Dennis Leary and, and John Stewart are two of the big comedians that like hold really they actually helped Pat, John Stewart helped pass a bill to because Congress just fucking shat on all those firemen that were dying of cancer and they got finally getting health care covered yeah every family should be taken mm-hmm. care of that were affected by 9-11 isn't that crazy it's like the, the people just dying of cancer and there's fucking we've gone so long with factual evidence and there's a photo of like six firemen from fdny that 
survived 9-11 that are there with John trying to get this thing started. And then I think it was like five, five or six years ago, long time ago, it was just John and the, and the lieutenant left. Yeah. Everybody had died. And, and they hadn't got the bill passed. And finally, I think in 2018, 2017, it passed to where finally uh, cancer treatments for FDNY were like covered. And it was, it, it's just fucking weird, man. Well, that's how, that's the way it should be. You know? well, that's, that's how it should have been 17 years ago. Yeah. Should have been automatically, you know. Can you imagine, like, um, and I, I think, I, I, I want to play something real quick. It just came to my mind. I'd like to uh, play something just on the podcast. Just listen to this. Um, this is one of the most famous uh, things that happened. This was a 911 call that came from inside the Trade Center. Um, here it is. Uh, this is a 911 call from inside the World Trade Center. This was made by Kevin Cosgrove. Um, I think he says what floor he's on, but uh, it, 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 the phone cuts out like right as the building collapse. Okay, there was notifications made. What's that? Uh, what's the telephone number? I'm waiting for SC to pick up. What's the telephone number? You're calling the BMC. You can do any 2623. 441. 2623. Okay, yeah. It's on 105th floor in the northwest corner, right? Right. 105th floor in northwest corner, right? Right. Uh, number two, Walter. This has video playing in real time to keep up with like what happened. So they patched them through to the fire department. So this part's really important because uh, for it's kind of muffled, but he says, uh, where are you? What floor are you guys up to? And he said, we're getting there. We're getting there. This is the lieutenant down on the truck who's got guys climbing this mm-hmm. fucking tower as we speak. Like, that just gives me chills, man. I understand that, sir. Okay. 
He said, "I uh, it has text with it. Um, we have everything we can, sir. I know you do, but it doesn't seem like it. You got you got lots of people up here. I understand, sir. I know you got a lot in the building, but we're on the top. Smoke is rising. It's hard to see. I can barely breathe. I can't see. It's, it's easier for you to say you're in an air-conditioned building. God damn. What the hell happened? Okay, I'm still here. Two steps trying to find a park and trying to get the We're going to feel like it. Okay, try to calm down so you can conserve your oxygen, okay? Try to, try to. Tell God to blow the wind to the west. Tell God to blow the wind to the west. It's really bad. It's black. It's iron. Does anybody else want to try in here? We're young men. We're not ready to die. We're young men. We're not ready to die. How the hell are you going to get my ass down? I need oxygen. They're getting, they're, they're, they're getting, they have a lot of apparatus on the team. You get them in from Jersey. I don't give a shit. You get them in here from Jersey. I don't give a shit. Like he's, he's full on. Panic. Mine's high school. I must have called about a dozen times already. T-O-S-G-R-O-V-E. Yeah. My wife thinks I'm all right. I called and said I was leaving the building. I was fine, and bang. John catch that part. Doug Cherry. Doug Cherry. Remember that guy? He's Petey. <laughs> John Astro's office. So here it is right here. Watch watch the video. So it cuts out right there. So um, who's in he was in that first tower that went down. Yeah. Trade center num trade tower number two. Um you know, he shouts out, Oh God. And just seeing that video collapse in sync is just that's terrible. It's it's insane to think about. And apparently they used the recording in the prosecution of one of the masterminds of the nine eleven attacks. Oh, for uh, Kevin Cosgrove? Uh yeah. Zacharias hmm. Musasi. He's uh imprisoned right now in ADX Florence in Colorado. Hmm. Um, and they used that recording in the prosecution during uh, his trial. Damn. It's, it's 
it really is like numbing. Even though 20 years have gone by to hear that shit. Because I remember hearing that like the year after on like when YouTube was first fucking starting. It was like one of the most played videos. Yeah. It's it's weird. I think what bothers me the most is that most of these fucking hijackers got their flight training right here in the fucking in the, United in the, States. In the U.S. Musasi got his uh, training in Minnesota. And the other in, one. In the state of Minnesota. The other one I know his name is uh, Hani Hanyur. Um, that was the, like the main one. That was the guy that drove the plane that hit the first building. Um the reason I know that, and I wanted to talk about this since it is the 20th anniversary, I've watched many a documentary of a conspiracy theory. Now, I'm from the mindset, uh, given an episode that South Park kind of made fun of it, um, at the end of the episode, uh, they say, well, what happened? What? Who, who did 9-11? And Stan just goes, a bunch of pissed off Muslims, dude. What do you think? <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at with it, but... There are a lot of holes, and then there's, there's, there's the, the the one that stands out the most is a segment in a movie called Zeitgeist that has a ton of different conspiracies plugged into it. But the main one is nine eleven, um, and the other one's called Loose Change. Those are the two. Yeah, most, I've, heard, I've heard of that one. Those are the two most popular. Um, mm. I suggest if you haven't seen those, definitely go watch Loose Change. It's kind of it's kind of nuck and futz. But I'm gonna turn it over to y'all. What do y'all think? Was 9-11 an inside job at all, or was it kind of similar to Pearl Harbor? Did we did we know it was going to come, but we just didn't know how to prepare? Or did we know nothing at all? I think it was they knew of about the potential of an attack, and they did nothing about it. Similar to Pearl Harbor. Pretty much. Okay. What about you? Yeah. I, weren't they doing... Um, Live drills that day. Live training uh, drills, uh, trying to prepare for something like this. And they even had jets in the sky that yep. day. Yeah, allegedly. Um, and that's one of the things that Loose Change talks about. And this is this is all alleged. But because it's, it's said by people that claim to be, you know, military experts, aircraft, uh, Air Force pilots and everything like that. Um, they, they are claimed to be. I'm not. I'm saying it's alleged because I'm I don't know. This I'm just going off of what I've read and what yeah. I've seen. They were doing live exercise drills mm-hmm. that morning. And when the calls came in of hijacks and the live exercise drills were of people hijacking aircrafts and running them into buildings, when the 911 call came in and air traffic control was trying to ra- radio to the FAA and then the radio and then the think about the channel that that had to go through. Yeah. The, the tower that, to the FAA, yeah. to the FAA, to like the secretary of defense, like, and then they couldn't figure out allegedly uh, what was real world and what was exercise real world being actually happening. And like even one of the like they have a recording on that documentary of one of the F sixteen pilots going right. I've heard that one. Is this real world or exercise? To me, that that's that's one of the big things that stands out to me as like what the fuck that 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 something was off here. The second thing is one of the terrorist passports was recovered from the wreckage. 
Yeah, how does that happen? That's fucking weird. You're telling me that this shit was so fucking hot that it melted steel beams and it collapsed in dust of rubble and people weren't found for fucking almost like a month. They were still finding body parts in like October and November and December, but they found a passport on day four? That shit's weird. Yeah. That shit's weird. There's a lot of things that really don't add up at all. But the, the I, whole the whole crashing into the the Pentagon and not I having do. really any part of airplane left. Yeah. That's weird. I heard, you know, not too long ago, they found the landing gear, like, wedged in, in between a couple of buildings. No one of shit. The planes. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, nobody has ever really seen, except with the exception of that day, a 747 nosedive. Or hit that that low that yeah. you know, you understand how fast a seven forty seven travels like the nautical wind speed it travels when it's just traveling. Now picture like just fucking into the earth. It had to have been like over 400, 500 miles an hour. It have to be reaching almost Mach one. And and I could assume that it hit so hard that shit just got buried into the earth and covered immediately. I could see that too. Yeah, I do think it was. It was orchestrated by terrorists, a terrorist group. I think the United States knew more than and it'd be, it'd they want to admit. It had been planned for years. It had been planned for years. This is what baffles me is the first of the hijackers showed up in the United States for training in January of 2000. So that's over a year and a half before the attacks. These motherfuckers were in the States training for the fucking attacks and you know like how do you not detect that these people <laughs> you know, where these people are from how do you not know these motherfuckers are jihadists? Well, and 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 we we bitch about it every time we travel we bitched about it when we went to new orleans but uh, the airport was way different back then you know what i mean right S- getting on a plane yeah it, it, it was yeah, way fucking security different. security is it, nowadays is pretty good way more Strict than it was way more back advanced. Two thousand, yeah, which thorough. In some cases, uh, you could claim you know that uh, T- TSA and some of those things are taking. You can't things. even take fucking nail clippers on. Yeah, a goddamn it, it's kind of weird. Um, and and they they that like nowadays like back in the seventies eighties I think they started selling the cabin in the early to mid nineties, but uh, sometimes uh, that door to the pilot was left open and I think on 9/11 it was it's it was always up to pilot choice if they wanted to close or not cuz I remember going on a flight before 9/11 with my mom to Cancun uh in like 97 um I got to go it was a southwest flight and they let me go hang out with the pilot and see the buttons they did that with kids that's what they did and the whole flight the the door to the that's insane that that the was, cockpit an was option. Open. it that's was crazy yeah and and now Nobody knows of a flight that you could see inside the cockpit. They don't let passengers on the plane until those pilots have done. That's why it takes so long to board, in case you were listening to this and you didn't know. Uh, They don't let passengers on an aircraft uh, at an airport until the pilots have done a physical walk around of the plane, boarded the plane, all the luggage is on board, and all the... uh, Sometimes they do luggage, like if you have to check a bag. You know, I, I had to. I remember being in Boston, back to Texas. We had to throw a bag, and I just prayed for the best that it was going to end up. But all checked luggage is on the plane. 
and the pilots are in seat, seat belted in, ready to go with with computer systems turned on and everything shows that it's functioning correctly. And then somebody else does another physical walk around of the plane and gives them the go and their cabin is shut and locked. That And then they board passengers. That is how the FAA regulates now. 9-11, I, I don't even think the second pilot was on the fucking flight <laughs> until then they were boarding passengers. You know what I mean? Like, I remember seeing movies where the lines would get so big and that, that's how it used to be. The pilot would be in line with people boarding the flight. Yeah. I really don't know um, or have researched, like, how they actually force their way in. Have you? I, I haven't. I just know that uh, allegedly it was done with box cutters. Which box cutters are pretty sharp. I mean, it's just razor blades. But man, thank God if if, the, if it is true what those dudes did for the flight that crashed in Shanksville, like it was just a group of guys that were like, "All right, guys, let's rock and roll. Let's go get them." Uh, it's kind of boggles my mind that nobody else fucking did that on any of the other flights. Were there that many well, fucking they, pussies? Like, you're probably going to die regardless. You're going to let these people kill that many people? Do you think they, they probably had, you know, those those group A seats that were close to the cockpit? They made sure that they're in the very front. That way there wouldn't be they, any resistance. They, they probably did, like, because, I mean, they were, they were American and United flights, and those are all, even back then, they were pre-booked, pre-booked seats. So they probably, like you said, like Adrian said, They've they been training really for quick. years. They probably booked these tickets. I think how far is the furthest you can book a ticket in advance? I think a year. They probably booked that shit yeah. in, in like fucking July of 2000. And they were probably they right been, there. Yeah, right there at the right front. And nobody there. knew or could do anything about mm-hmm. it, you know? And, 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 and they probably got up there quickly. Mm-hmm. And then probably what they probably did is, you're probably right. They probably had front row seats, got in. Got into the fucking cabin, slit, no the, one, slit the throats of the pilots, and then we're flying a plane. And they probably waited. Probably like drinks were served, everything was good, you know. And and they got in there, and when they were at fucking max altitude, away from the tower, away from everything, and and you know, you can sit here and Monday morning quarterback this thing all you want, but oh, it just it just it still boggles my mind that only one flight. People, that, yeah. people had the audacity to stand up and do something, and and maybe maybe they couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I'd never heard anything if they couldn't get if people tried and they couldn't get into the cabin. There's no way to know because cell phone wasn't that good back then. I'm surprised that like there. That's another thing that's kind of weird. Isn't there a cell phone recording of someone <laughs> yeah. on board so like leaving a voicemail to their wife? And it's like, how does that work when I can't even fucking have, send a text from a flight? How did a fucking Nokia with snake on the phone? <laughs> Make a clear phone call at thirty thousand feet. How did I, that I have happen? no idea. I, maybe maybe phones were more. We need to look more, more into that back and then, then revisit this because I'm sure there's a lot of info out there of how they might have done it, or maybe even some evidence of how they did it. But it, it does blow my mind that there weren't more people that tried to overtake them. But I I, I really I think we were. I don't think we were complicit. I think that's crazy. If you, I, I think, I think that is asinine to say that we would kill our own people to fund 
like to do that, like that amount of life lost that day. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't can, think that I can at all. see some no conspiracy theories, but to be completely complicit, I don't agree with that. And watching like no. God, like that 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 deal with W with those kids. No, oh, yeah. And when he gets told, he's just. You could like as a as a grown man that's had some oh shit moments. That is a dude that is legitimately experiencing a. I think he was fuck him and the government were just blindsided. Yeah, straight up. I'm sure he probably went into that school that day and hey, something bad's gonna happen today. I heard that they had a chance to shoot him down, or they were trying to get close enough to shoot him down. And how would you feel? Think about that for a minute, Adrian. Being like a fucking fighter pilot, and your job is to hey, you got (laughs) to shoot this plane of fucking. 200 people. I don't know how much does plane hold? Like 75, 100? Over 100, right? Over 100, doesn't Close it? 100. Yeah. Shoot this plane of over 100 people down. Or, cause I you couldn't don't, imagine. You didn't know where it was going. You didn't know what it was going to do. If it was just going to the White House, do you kill 100-something people to let it hit a building that you already knew? Yeah. I guarantee you, if you were a fighter pilot going to shoot down a 747 on the morning of September 11th, you probably knew that the president was in Florida that day. You probably let that plane go. And I think that they, they didn't know where it was heading until it was too late and they couldn't get there fast enough yeah, to, they, to shoot them down. I don't even think there was any, like, I don't, so you heard so they were going to shoot it down. So they were, they probably had an order to, mm-hmm. but there was nobody close to. Yeah. They, which and is weird because there's a but it goes back to the whole like live exercise thing. There's a there's an air force base like right there in between Jersey and New York that I think it's it's based in on LaGuardia Airport. Adrian, was your dad living in New York at this time? He was. He was in the Bronx. Yeah. So what did, what are some of his stories that he has told you? Um I remember him telling me that he was like freaked out and didn't know like what to do. He was actually in Manhattan at the time. But Manhattan is such a big borough that um he wasn't actually in the area of where 9/11 happened. But he remembers being scared and not knowing what to do and not knowing what to think about the whole situation. Um, what did he do? Like, what was he doing? Because I remember I, seeing videos of people just staring up at the, you know, yeah, the he, big screen, he, just watching. He's told me his Square. story, but I don't really remember. I'd have to, I would have to honestly ask him again and talk to him about it again. I do know that I, I remember him telling me that he was in Manhattan at the time, but um, he wasn't near the World Trade Center. But still close enough. Like after that shit fell, that yeah. whole all of Manhattan was covered in dust pretty much yeah yeah um but yeah i i would have to talk to him again to see how what what was going on i mean uh but i know he was in manhattan and he was just scared like everybody else you know there was a a lot of people that captured it on their like home video cameras can you imagine being one of those people that that have that footage that captured that at that moment god you know that shit's probably gonna be worth money someday like, it probably already is. Huh. Like, I'm not meaning that to be, like, the one takeaway from that, but I'm just saying, like, that is it's just, that is It's a just something insane. It's like the Zapruder film, yeah. you know, capturing yeah, JFK 100%. That's getting assassinated. That's one of the, the biggest of world events to happen of Ever. all time. 
and you know and it was before it's just you know cell phones that today that you have like a, your own video studio mm-hmm. in your pocket i i took a uh, theater trip in 2005 we went to new york and uh one of our tour destinations was to visit ground zero and i mean like thinking about it now like then i didn't even think about it i didn't even think about it i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah that that was that thing that happened once but now I was like, God damn! I went to Ground Zero just four years. What was it like? What did it look like? So, then? so I remember we were walking our way to Ground Zero, and you looked up and like, I, a lot of those buildings. I don't know how tall they all are. Like I think it's like the the Trade Center was like a what 120? 100 and something stories. Yeah. So most of those are pretty tall around that area of Manhattan. It was, it's around, and it's hard for me to remember even being there. Like, Adrian, help me out. That, that's, it was near Wall Street, right? Isn't it, where, where are the trade centers? It, the business district of Manhattan. Like, where all the banks and everything in it, in around there? Yeah, it's around Wall Street. Um, probably around 42nd or so. 40 seconds more around like Broadway, Times Square. And we were walking, and we looked up. And the the tour guide told us, and sure as shit, four years later, you know, I can't. I'm I'm being completely serious when I say this. You looked up, and there was still dust on all the buildings at a certain height. Uh-huh. Like you know, you have window washers or whatever, but they they sometimes they don't go up that high or whatever. And and like there was still dust. And as we approached where the it was about a. It was, oh man, it probably it felt huge to me, but it probably wasn't that tall. I bet it was like a 30, 40 foot fence that was caged around. They had pretty much everything was cleaned out, um, but it was just a forty foot like like not chain link, but like that that really thick like I can't describe it. Just uh, mesh fencing of some uh, kind. Just I guess aluminum, like real thick mm. die cast or whatever metal, not die cast, but. A thick metal fence that was blocking the interior of Ground Zero, and as we were walking up to it, um, there's that famous uh, that bull statue that's in New York. You know, yeah. the, the big bronze bull yeah, yeah, statue. Yeah. That, uh-huh. That's that's real mm-hmm. close to it. And as we're walking past that, you smelled that the smell changed. Like New York always has a smell. Like it's New York. There's tons of people. There's tons of food. Like when you're around Times Square, it sounds, it smells like food. Times Square smells like food and people. It smells like any pot. It smells like Times Square to me, like being in New Orleans reminded me of that smell of nighttime air people just gathering. Right. Right. You can't describe it. It's just a mixture of conglomerate of different, just everything. Aromas. And, and, And that's what Times Square smells like. Um, and as we were approaching that, it was a very dusty, smoky smell. We all, it was still, it was still in the air. Like there was a smell in the air. Yeah, I always imagine like, or thought, like how long did it take them to remove all the debris? Like to me, it seemed like it would have taken them years to move, remove all that. But it, I guess they did it within I, months, uh, right? It was in 2005. It was, and we went in May of 05. So I mean, it was it was all pretty much cleared out. Um, I do. I wish I could find it. I need to find like you know pictures back then. You know, we had to go get photos developed. I took pictures on that trip with disposable cameras, and one of the pictures is a picture of the the, the fence that was signed. Uh, we love you, mommy. 
oh, by, yeah. by a family. Man. And uh, I, I took that picture. I need to find that. <laughs> I hope I still have it somewhere. I'd but, like to go to the museum there. Oh, they, they, it's in the new, what is it, the Freedom Tower, but it's called something, like the actual name of it is something different, and it's in the base, right? I think it's World, uh, or it's... I'm sure it's World Trade Center. It's one one tower, something like that. Like the actual name of it? Yeah. 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 Then they do have a museum. Have you been to that? Um, I've seen it from the outside, but I haven't actually been in there. You gotta go, like, when you go back. Yeah. For sure. It's just weird. I don't know, like, uh, we're, you know, 20 years ago. It's just crazy. We, we've been through that. You know, we experienced that as younger people. And now we've had, you know, the pandemic and even going back to the mid nineties with the, you know, Oklahoma city bombing. It's just, it's been a lot. We have our time. We have frame of life. We have lived through some shit. We really have. Uh, which kind of, I, I wanted to shift this, not to take away from 9-11. Uh, you know, always never forget. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, that it, it is something like, it's like Adrian said, how can you forget? Uh, but to move on from 9-11, I wanted to put forward, you know, we lived through 9-11. We lived through Oklahoma City bombing. We are, we're now in a pandemic. What? And a war. And a war. Um, which that's another thing, too. I, for, I forgot about, like. A long war. 20 years ago. They, they, they took, you know, they, they, we just got troops home th- from the war that began 20 years ago. Yep. Crazy. I remember when, when the news was breaking that we were going to go to war. Isn't that a like little 2004, bit? 2004, 2003, somewhere on there. That you can kind of frightening. And can, this, and this is why I think that most of the, where most of the conspiracy theories come from is the majority of the hijackers. We're not from Afghanistan or Iraq. They were from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. There is one from Egypt. There is one from fucking France. Oh gosh. Um. It's like so were, it's like, why it. did we go into war with Iraq? Why did we go into war with Afghanistan? Because they were affiliated, I guess, with the Taliban, which well, you know, it's, were part of that region. It's funny. it was Al Qaeda. Uh, yeah, Al Qaeda. It was Al Qaeda, which is mainly based in well, Saudi Arabia, but. How many bombs did we drop in Saudi Arabia? Fuck ton. In Saudi Arabia? Oh, no, Saudi Arabia, none. Like, none. Well, they they were fighting their own thing. What was that thing with Gaddafi and all that shit that just ended? <laughs> Yaka Gaddafi. It's so hard to keep up with the Middle East, and I'm not even like trying to make a joke out of that. No. Like, There's just so much shit that happens in that territory. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. And like the thing that, that, that also is kind of weird is like uh, just how we pulled all the it, it isn't it kind of funny that on the 20 year anniversary of 911 we just happened to two month a uh, month ago fucking or not even a month ago but two weeks before the 20th anniversary of 911 we pulled troops out mm-hmm. isn't that weird that is weird it is weird that's i don't know there's there's tons of stuff that we'll never know man that's that, probably all i can't imagine like and like five Bi- years from now, what what Afghanistan is going to look like? Biden was a war criminal back then. Like you know, he 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 shouldn't even be president because of like some of the like the shit that he he did back then. Um, because he he has like I, I think uh, Paul Mooney said it best. You know, because he has the receipts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, and I think I think that's why I guess we mainly went to Afghanistan because Osama bin Laden. 
was mainly based Osama in Osama <laughs> <laughs> was mainly based in Pakistan. I think that's where they found him, right? Was in Pakistan? I can't I remember think so. where that complex was at the That complex that complex, yeah, zero dark dark dirty yeah. shit. Um I want to say it was in Pakistan, but yeah, it was Autobad, Pakistan. Oh yeah, Abbottabad. Uh, yeah, Abbottabad. Yeah. And they, they, I remember John Stewart making a joke. He was like, he's like, isn't it great that the fuck it, this shit started from some guy that that started in New York? It it, it it happened in the town that sounds like some guy from Jersey tried to pronounce it. Ah, don't worry about it, Abbottabad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why it took so long for us to find this motherfucker. Yeah, he was like a six foot five dialysis patient. <laughs> and then we like crashed like well, a I mean, little he, helicopter he, in there. He basically and fucking hid in caves like, for fucking. He, he was hiding from ten, his own people. Ten, ten fucking years. He fucking hid in caves and. What a terrible life that must have been. Oh, fuck him. Oh, no, 100%. Fuck that Can guy. you imagine the soldier that just busted into that room and God, saw him? I, I bet he got so many blowjobs. <laughs> hey, and he. He there. There was actually an an interview that they did with him because he was. It was one of the Navy SEALs. It was SEAL Team Six. SEAL Team Six. Right. They did interviews with them, and uh, I can't remember what the documentary is called, but they they did a documentary where they actually interviewed him, and he talks about. It. I haven't watched it yet. It's actually there's a. It, it's is a it new, on a streaming? It's service? a newer documentary. Uh, is it on HBO Max? No shit. I want to say it's on HBO Max, but I'm, cool. I'm not positive. But there's a documentary out there where they interviewed the guy that actually was the one that took the kill shot. That's cool. That's Man. cool. With that. I mean, I, I I mean a, watching <laughs> Zero Dark Dark Thirty, 30. is not <laughs> um, accurate. A co- complete representation. Like, <laughs> representation, yeah, like you said. But it is that that's actually one of the first movies that was brave enough to you know go through the whole process and that's one of the the coolest movies i think that there is one on netflix the seal team six the raid on osama bin laden oh it's an hour and 41 minutes uh is it what what year did that come out this came out it didn't say it's not I guess it's not available anymore. Dude, the goddamn Navy SEALs, man. That's thank God. Thank yeah, God for them. <laughs> thank God we're Americans because like that that's like I've watched like documentaries on special forces and like between uh, two thousand twelve. They're they're like so yeah, that's not it then. They're badasses. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. They 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 the shit the training they've got to go through to get we, to, you know, to be who they are, I mean it's insane. Which it should be. But it's yeah, like it's God just, they truly are the best of the best and you know shout out to them. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah. America! Didn't they shoot Bin Laden's wife, too? Yeah, they kept everybody <laughs> in that motherfucker. <laughs> they were like, hey, if it <laughs> if it don't look like us, pop it. <laughs> you know, they went in shooting shit. Uh, that has to be hard. Like, think about being in a situation like that and, and, like, trying to preserve life. You know what I mean? Like, children. Because I'm sure that compound had, and I, I think they did make out with, like, like, what they would consider refugees and people that were part of that complex. But like, you know, trying to decipher who's who your your adrenaline's already going that I'm going in to fucking take another motherfucker's life away and not just any motherfucker, the motherfucker. 
I'm going in for that. Can person. you imagine the adrenaline that was pumping through? Yeah, exactly. And then their to body. like to nail those shots. Like that's what I'm saying, man. Like uh, goddamn, America's special forces are so fucking good, and we just, we're we're truly grateful. Do you guys have anything else to add on 9/11? Adrian, it's just, it's just crazy that it was. It's been 20 years, you know. That, that's the yeah, biggest thing that stands out in my it mind. It still feels like it was just yesterday when it happened, you know. Yep, we're getting old. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. I, hope... I was, what, 13? 13, 14? Yep. Yeah, I was... I was 14? Yeah, 14 at the time. Going on 15? Yep. Yeah. Like, COVID, COVID sucks. It definitely sucks, and we're going through some shitty shit right now, and a lot of, lot of people have died. Um, but I mean, it, it, it almost feels like even though we can all probably come up with our own conspiracy theories of this was more than likely man-made, um, in a lab. Uh, I think that's the general consensus the that, with everybody here, yeah, right? Like we could all agree with that. The that thing this, that this will always stand from out someone in my fucking mind. a bat and a pangolin. <laughs> yeah. The thing that will always stand out in my mind is the fact that we shut down as a country and, you know, for what? From March all the way through the summer, there were, the school year ended. We were all stuck inside. Yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. It was just so bizarre and weird. That's what's always going to stand out in my mind. Just the time that we had, like what I with hate, each other at what, home. What I hate is that it took an event like that to happen for this country to come together. About nine eleven. As yeah, yeah. As Americans, we all came together. We did, and. For a little while. Now, <laughs> now it's, it's back like we're more divided we're, than we're ever. We're more divided yeah. than ever. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say we're divided, so, you know, compared to like the Civil War, you know, but we're so divided with the whole it's, left and the right. The, and the presidential race, would all you of say that. that it, yeah, we're not there, but it's probably the closest it's ever been to that. Probably. Moment. Not, not, we're nowhere near that. But, yeah. but since that moment with, in time. With the whole. Left and right being divided, and and then the honestly, I'm well, not, segregation that I, uh, since I, segregation, I, I'm I'm getting like 2020 was just terrible. The George Floyd, the you got Artman, this whole you got this whole Black Lives Matter shit Aubrey, going on, yep. and it's like Antifa, and then you got the Proud just, Boys. Like, like there's so there's too many fucking groups. Like Bill Burr said, fuck you and your group through the whole pandemic, like. To have the social injustice stuff going on, that was just the worst time for that to happen, and it happened right, right in the smack dab, smack in the dab of the pandemic, and you're like, golly, you can't catch a break. Well, and and, and like it's like you said, like shitty things are happening every day. Uh, it's just more in your face because you're more in tune to it now, and and that time in particular, everybody was in tune to it because there wasn't nothing else to yeah, fucking. Yeah, everybody do. was on social media because everyone was stuck at home. No one was working. Everyone was just chilling on their fucking phone. They and almost they almost should have postponed the, an election. The media, a year and a half. the media yeah. fucking sucks. It it does. It, they're the, the they're media, the problem. I, I think the media is is what is separating this country. Definitely, hundred and ten percent, hundred percent. The media, the media, and social media. Then I say social media because everybody feels like they can say whatever the fuck they want from that platform. They're but, bulletproof but behind it, a keyboard. It's, it's right? like I've said. It's like I said many times. Back in the nineties, 
People people went to work. They talked around the water cooler, and they went home and lived their private lives, and nobody knew better. Not as many distractions. Nobody knew better. It wasn't all up in your face. Yeah, because Facebook didn't come out until what? 2003, well, it 2004. Didn't really, it didn't really get popular until like yeah. 2003, 2004. And it was just for college kids. But yeah. even we had MySpace. <laughs> we caught that on fucking the recording for That's sure. how I feel about social MySpace media. was big, but it was more about... MySpace it was more was like more about, young people. You MySpace know. was more about, oh, look, these are my top friends. Right. Uh, there wasn't like, like political propaganda slip, being slipped on song yeah, on my page. There was no politics on there at all whatsoever. I feel like no. the late 2000s now, is when Facebook now like, that's really like gained all you, that, that's, the older audience. Yeah. Like 2009, 2010s when Facebook... That's when I got Facebook. Blow up. And like that's all you see nowadays on Facebook is just politics. Mm-hmm. Politics. And it makes you want to just... Vomit. F- Fake like news me, articles. I, I, I'm really not on Facebook as much anymore because I'm just so sick of all the politics on there. I, I deleted and the social, and And, and the, the, the videos mm. of the law enforcement and... Yeah. I like the funny stuff, and that's that's the reason I'm there, and to, to have a place to, you yeah, know, have my photos. And I, I was removed. Keep from, in touch with my friends from that shit since January, and then I just recently came back last week, and I'm already because we're all all it is is abortion. That's all I see on fucking Facebook. I didn't even know that was going on, and I'm just like, God fucking damn it! Because I try to stay off of it. It's like I I shared a video of Carlin talking about it in the fucking late '80s. It's like we've been this has been an issue since. That for the beginning of time, forever. Fuck. It's like yeah, everybody's just mad at Texas and what Greg, Greg, Greg uh, Abbott. or Abbott fucking did, you know, making it illegal after six weeks or whatever. That's um, always going to be an argument that can't be won. It's just always going to go back and forth. There's not going to be a clear cut resolution to it. Yeah, I, I mean, people I, are always going to have their differences. I don't have a foot in that race because I have a penis, so I don't. I don't really care. Let the women argue amongst yeah, themselves, in my opinion. It's just meaningless to even waste your breath on if you. Even me with the vagina, I'm not going to speak on it. So well, like because it's it, it is like James said, it's it's wasted on bated breath. Um, because and I think it just comes down to a thing. Politicians are still going to do whatever the fuck they want. And then like we, I don't know. Like I, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. Um, nine <laughs> eleven sucked. Uh, it sucks that we have to. It just sucks that it feels like you have to. Hey, remember then? Yeah, I remember when 3,000 fucking people died. Yeah, yeah I, remember, just, I remember it's that. A, it's a tragic event that, that we will always remember and always, you know, have have a moment in our mind that we can always remember where we were, what we were doing, and how it affected us. I am really surprised that after 20 years, it's not a national holiday. Oh, it should be. I, that is, isn't that weird to think that that should not be a national holiday? A, yeah, American holiday for sure, man. It needs to be. It's because they have Labor Day, right? Like, it, like literally five days before. Oh, so fuck did. that. Just get rid of Labor Day. Yeah, get like for real. Like, fuck. Everybody works anyway. Why is Labor Day <laughs> even a holiday? Does anybody uh, what, know? What was the? Re- it had to do. Did it have something to do with the post office? Isn't that a thing? I'm about to did look I make it that up? up. I'm about that to might. look it up. I, I I honestly I don't keep track of holidays because I don't get any of them off. I don't remember the last like like they they're all they all run the same. It's all it the same. is to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Wait, capitalism it is the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day weekend. 
Thank you for making us money, you overworked, un, uh, underpaid bitches. I think Bas- it's just basically the, the, we'll the give you unofficial end of summer is what I always think. Yeah, yeah. The the one last big party, like oh, we can at least go to the lake one last time. That's how it used to be. Yeah, I'm just ready for the fall, man. No, shout out to Adrian. Um, you know, being a correctional officer, they they kind of always get underscored. Especially right now during the pandemic, a lot of people are like thinking healthcare workers and things like that, and which you know you should. And but and then like you know now even you think about first responders, but correctional officers don't get the holidays off either. They, no. They're they're stuck in the same boat as everybody else that signed up. Correctional for these correct, fucking jobs. Correctional officers are the least recognized people, I would say, in when it comes scope. to when it comes to public servants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correctional officers are the least recognized, and a lot of it just has to come from media. Uh, it's the same thing with police officers. Right now, all you see is the negative. You don't see the positive things that we do. You only right. see the negative well, things. Yep. That we we're do. all public servants here, and we all get shit yeah. on. So. Yep. Yeah, that's James, one thing James we all have James in is common. The we're all, we all, we all serve. Yeah, you. we're all. We we're all, all serve you, fucks. We're all we're 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 all underpaid because of the fact that we get paid by taxpayers' dollars. Um, it is what it is, you know. Um, we should just call this the public always, servant podcast. We're we're always short staffed. You're welcome. <laughs> this is us venting, we're, we're, so we don't. We're have always short staffed. We're always underpaid. We're always dealing with a lot of bullshit that a lot of people don't want to deal with, and uh, we're never recognized for it. No, so. like I think trash men even have like a like <laughs> I think there's a trash man day. Like straight up, I think that's a thing. Like there's a union of trash. Uh, what, what they call it? Uh, what would they call it? They call it a. Uh, Sanitation workers. Sanitation. Yep. They 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 have a recognized day on a calendar for uh, Emerald City of Amarillo, but fucking <laughs> correctional officers don't get shit. No, I mean there is a correctional officer week, which is like the first. Okay, but ain't first, nobody getting a day off. Week nobody, of May. Did, yeah, but yeah, we're still who, having to go who to work. Outside of correctional officers, knows that's a fucking thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> nobody. 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 And I and it's because I think it's it's the same week as um, Nurses Week. Oh, that's fucked up. They they done fucked it's up. A, it's there. the same week as Nurses Week. That, that's so. like that's that's like that's like a fucking an, so of an, course an, an more RPG people... trying to come out on the day that Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> yeah, you ain't fucking making no sales, son. Yeah, more people are going to recognize the nurses than they are the correction officers. Is facts. Damn. Damn facts. Well, I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate. I I appreciate what both of y'all do. I mean, oh yeah, dude. I couldn't be a teacher. We all got to put up with a lot. Fuck that. Sure. <laughs> I could not be a teacher. For sure. Hands I cannot down. deal with blood and people's appendages being ripped off. And that's and that's <laughs> and, and seeing that's one thing about correction officers is like we deal with. You the see same the same shit, shit that the hospital, the firemen, <laughs> the, and everybody else still uses. The same thing. We we have to put out fires. We have to be paramedics sometimes. Yeah. Police officers. Um, yeah, you, to, you really do. You got to be a counselor. Yeah, we have to be everything <laughs> all at once. Damn. Yeah, I couldn't, um, I couldn't do your job either. There's mm-hmm. just no. I'd always be paranoid. Does this motherfucker have a shank? <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things. I, I would be the guy that's uh, giving them drugs. 
Just so they'd be nice Sedated. to Sedated. I, I would be like sneaking it <laughs> into my asshole to like let them sniff, <laughs> sniff it. <laughs> Just be like, oh, oh, Corporal King, he cool. <laughs> he cool. We're going to leave him alone. We ain't going to slit his throat today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, you have listened to Bomb City Locker Room Talk, episode 63, the 9-11 episode. Uh, never forget, I'm Joseph King. I'm Adrian. I'm James. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week. Bye.